Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Eli. Hi, Eli. Hello, Meg. <laughs> uh, we're on day 4,000 of snow. Of winter. We're at our wit's end. Um, Woke we up couldn't to a even winter wonderland, we, and it's like April. We couldn't even muster the strength to like watch a movie in common this week. So we're <laughs> just going to talk about what we've been watching. Um, I'm out the rest of the week. This is the only high mind episode for this week because it's spring break and everyone's out doing fun things. But oh, so we just, we're doing a quick check. We're doing a quick check in just so you guys uh, have a hive mind this week. Eli, tell me what you've been watching. Um. First of all, and I know you've you've talked about this extensively already, but I, you know, watched a lot of clips of the Gwyneth Paltrow trial. <laughs> yeah. Wild. So great. <laughs> so great. What was your favorite part? Your favorite moment? Um, the When the uh, prosecutor asks Gwyneth her height and then tells her how jealous she is that she's 5'10", and she <laughs> says she has to wear heels to be even reach 5'4", and then Gwyneth compliments her on her heels the it's um i wanted to die but i also loved it that plaintiff's attorney really wanted to be friends with it was tough it was tough uh gwyneth paltrow's pretty nuts (laughs) yeah yeah uh also, it seemed like the guy who su- sued her is pretty, pretty nuts. nuts. Did you see his testimony where yeah. he's like, we have to hold celebrities accountable because they're eating children on an island? Yeah. So yeah. he's like straight up QAnon. Yeah, no, it's it's Which, been a it's been a ride. It, it, it's funny. I have not sought out any information about this trial at all. It's just sort of like the information is happening at me. Yeah, so I'm getting like bits and pieces. And and so I've been generally aware that like there was a ski accident. She got sued. She obviously didn't settle, agree to settle. She's here in Utah doing this trial. And I was like, oh, you know, that was, it seems like, why wouldn't you just settle to avoid all this embarrassment? <laughs> but then I saw the clip of this dude giving his testimony, and I was like, oh, this is what she was up against. <laughs> I aspire to be the level of petty where I am countersuing someone for $1. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that is incredible. She's making a, making a statement about she, it. And she made it. Yeah. Um, anyway, that that's been fun. Always, always a pleasure to have celebrities come to Utah and do something embarrassing. It's never not a wild time. Never not a wild time. It's like our our Sundance is is our own you know experience once a year. You you, you end up hearing all these stories about you know I was up at Sundance and I saw this celebrity and they were rude. I, I live for these stories. Me too. Absolutely. Have you ever? No, you you've you've met um, at least one celebrity at Sundance. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Have you ever met anybody else up there? Not that I remember. Have you? Um, I've seen people. I I don't think I've ever like met met them. I probably shared this before, but I had a brief, like a very short-lived boyfriend. I mean, he lived. <laughs> he's still alive. <laughs> relationship, a short-lived relationship <laughs> with this like, guy. Wow. Yeah, with this guy who had. I think the coolest job I've ever heard, he was like in charge of Park City tourism, like promoting tourism in Park City. Oh, yeah, that is cool. And so he had like this outrageous budget and he was supposed to use that budget to lure celebrities to Park City and then like wine and dine them so that the celebrities will like post on social media about like, I had a great vacation in Park City. Yeah. Like that was his whole job. Yeah. And so um, he would invite me. He'd be like, okay. I have, and 
they were they were never like it's not like he was getting Brad Pitt to come, right? Yeah. It was always like celebrities in a very niche area. Yeah. So like one time he invited me up and he's like, I I got like Mexico's biggest movie star is coming. <laughs> and so we we're gonna take her to dinner. And it was this woman um who I I didn't know because I'm not familiar with Mexico's uh film industry. But like we like went to dinner with her and she was like a great time and whatever. And then, you know, she went back to Mexico and like talked all about her vacation and was interviewed in a magazine. So like all of this to say he um we got like VIP passes to Sundance that year. Oh, cool. I was dating him at the exact right time. Yeah, like how long was this relationship? It was like a fling that lasted like six to eight weeks. Right over Sundance. Right over Sundance. Perfect timing. <laughs> right during I don't want to excuse season. you of planning it, but like that's suspiciously good timing. Sky Skyler over the years, it, like anytime he, I tell him any story about this relationship, he's always like, why don't you marry him? <laughs> like Skyler's like upset. Yeah, I get it. That I like, but I ended this relationship because I was like, I was just barely out of the closet and I was, you know, a big old mess. Yeah, but sure. Anyway, um, so we we went to we got VIP passes to Sundance, uh, and he was like, I have to, you know, be up there. I have to try and meet as many people as I can, or whatever. And so I watched him like meeting a lot of people, and I was mostly just kind of in the background, like not recognizing celebrities because I never do, but like wondering uh, if I should. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you asked me what I've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> I am Meg. My brain is like going, I swear. I feel like I have ADHD today. Uh, it, I, I'm, I'm acting erratically. You I know what so I sorry. Googled today? Huh? How much time do writers actually spend writing? Instead of writing, I googled how much time do writers actually spend <laughs> what, writing. What was the answer? It's like not much at all because I wanted to see if I was normal. Like, mm -hmm. is it normal to sit down to write and have your brain just like misfire on all cylinders? You mm -hmm. know, where you just feel physically incapable of writing. Turns out that's normal. The the pandemic really started, really highlighted for me how little work we actually do, <laughs> because once once I was no longer in an office with like distractions and coworkers and and commute and you know all that i would like get my work done like really really <laughs> quickly and so i would be done working at like 10 30 in the morning and like i don't have anything else to do today and i'd be like why i used to go to an office from like nine to five like but now i don't have like any i'm just like i'm i get out of bed i roll over to my chair and i start working and then i'm done in an hour and a half and i'm like is that how much work i was doing <laughs> What and is what is a nine to five? And the rest of the day was like walking to get my coffee and stop by and talk <laughs> yeah. to Tom for a while. <laughs> okay, uh, Survivor is going great. Great. Yeah, I uh, I think I think we're back. I think we've got a good okay. season on our I hands. Was, it was a rut for had a while. Had a had a bit of a rut in the fall. I'm still upset about that, but I I think we're we're doing pretty well. Um, do you have you watched? The Drew Barrymore talk show. No, but people love it. Meg, it looks good. <laughs> Have you watched clips of it? So you haven't watched it either. I've watched clips. Okay, I've seen some clips. So I am a, a ride or die for Drew Barrymore. Ride or die. Wow. I think, did not know that about you. I think she is a super underrated actress. Did you ever see her in Grey Gardens? No. Oh my gosh, Meg. You have to watch that movie. Because um, you remember the documentary, Great Garden? Well, yeah, I was like, going to say, isn't that a documentary? So there's a documentary from from the 70s about the cousins of Jacqueline Kennedy 
who were hoarders and I saw that. Yeah, and they lived in this big this big house and they they like basically destroyed the house. Uh about 15 years ago, um Drew Barrymore starred in a film she plays the the younger woman mm-hmm. uh, and and it's a movie about the women in Grey Garden. So like they just like made a movie about their lives. Okay, and but it's not like about their time in the house. It is. So oh. it's it starts with um, Drew Barrymore playing the younger daughter when she's like coming of age, like eighteen, and sh- and she and her mom live in this house, and it's like they throw big elaborate parties and whatever. And then over the course of the next few decades, uh, they they lose their money. The mom like manipulates Drew Barrymore into like staying with her in the house, and they both kind of start to go crazier and crazier and crazier. Until ultimately the house is like dilapidated. They're both totally nuts. And then it, the film sort of ends ish with the documentary crew showing up to be like, we want to film this documentary about you. Um, and then uh, Jacqueline Kennedy apparently uh, got, took a lot of heat uh, once the documentary came out because they're like, you're like this wealthy woman and you have these cousins living in squalor and like it was a bad look. So Jacqueline Kennedy ultimately like went out there and helped them clean up the house. Like that's oh. the real story. And so the movie is covers all of that. Okay. And Drew Barrymore is incredible in it. And when I saw that, I was like, I, I've always found Drew Barrymore to be charming. Like she's charming. Mm-hmm. I did not realize how good of an actress she was until I saw that movie. Hmm. So I think she is underrated. I think she's an absolute sweetheart. And her talk show looks really good. Like, she has, like, these very, like, intense conversations with people. Did you see the clip with Jason Ritter? No. Um, Jason Ritter is married to... Ma- Ma- Mel- Melanie? Yeah, Melanie. Linsky? Is that her last name? Who was in Ever After with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. She plays the the nice stepsister. Um, I didn't know Linsky. these... Huh? Melanie Linsky. Linsky. I did not know these two people were married. Yeah. They seem like absolute sweethearts. Yeah. He did an interview this week. Uh, they they were both on Drew Barrymore's show. And she's like, how did you meet? How did you get married? And he gives like this very emotional interview about how he was, he met her. Uh, he, they became friends. He like really, really respected her a lot and was like, she deserves like the best man in the world. And he was dealing with alcoholism at the time. And so he like did not even consider himself to be like even remotely like worthy to be with somebody like that. Mm -hmm. And he ended up he quit drinking. And after a year of being sober, finally, one day he was like, I wonder if I'm good enough for her now. And he's like very emotional and she's emotional because like what a sweet thing. Yeah. And it is the most beautiful interview. And Drew Barrymore talks about her own like struggle with alcoholism. I think. Like, I'm not a talk show person, but I think I'm going to start watching this. You know what I said to Steven last night? Hmm. I know what's wrong with our country. Oprah is no longer on the air. Mm. And I'm not kidding. I'm not joking about that. Like, we had a unifying voice that we all turned to. Uh I remember after the Oklahoma City bombing, the natural instinct was like, turn on Oprah. Mm. And we like all grieved together watching oprah and we don't have that anymore and we need that interesting because oprah was a big part of my childhood everyone's childhood (laughs) she was there she was like part of my family so maybe drew barrymore is going to be the next well that's what i'm saying i hope that drew barrymore can did ellen ever fill that role no ellen was mostly just funny but she, Ellen did a lot of feel-good stories. And feel she'd good, bring but people she, in Ellen, and give Ellen them Ellen wasn't going to be like, 
let's talk about this. Let's okay. really dig into this. It was a comedy show more than yeah. anything else. Yeah. Oprah was like, here's what's going on in our country, and here's what we're going to do about it. And there's no equivalent. No, we're too siloed. That is... No one has a show they're watching every day at 4 p.m. Yeah, well, you, you, yeah. I, I, we're, we're a broken record. I miss live TV. Same. I miss, I miss how unifying live TV was. Same. How monoculture things used to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We were we were all watching the same movies and the same TV shows. So you're watching clips of the Drew Barrymore show, but not the Drew Barrymore show. Yeah, I don't know. I just like people post clips of it on Twitter and then I like go down rabbit holes and okay. I just watch a bunch of clips. OK. And you're a fan. I'm a fan. Look, you're being weird about Drew Barrymore. I'm not being weird about Drew Barrymore. I asked what you're watching and you said, have you seen the Drew Barrymore show? Do you not like Drew Barrymore? What's your opinion? I think she's fine. She's fine. Like I, I don't think about her much. I think I, I think I want your opinion about her to be like higher. So okay, I, want you to I think that I would like her as a person. Okay, ever after was fine. I had a friend. Never been kissed. A little rough. Oh well, didn't age well, but she's yeah, charming in it. She is charming. In I had a friend years ago who was living in L.A. and somehow ended up getting invited to a party where there were some celebrities, and it was like at this big house. And he's in this house and he's like, it was the weirdest house. It was like if, if a 12-year-old um, decorated a home and they were like, there were games everywhere. Like there was like a basketball, you know, like one of those basketball arcade things where you like shoot the basket. And there was like a trampoline in the living room. He's like, it was the weirdest house. And then I found out it was Drew Barrymore's house. Oh, sure. And he was like, that checks. <laughs> that checks I out. am fascinated by celebrities' homes. Like, uh-huh. I think they might be pretty chaotic. Mm-hmm. I think that we expect our celebrities to be perfect. We expect them to be perfect, but we want them to be zany. Well, so I know I'm friends with somebody who <laughs> who bought the house that Britney Spears was living in in 2008. Oh, no. And he showed me pictures of what the house looked like when he bought it. And it was the ugly. He's, like he, 2008 ugly or like beyond that ugly? Be, like it, it definitely looks like a tacky person in 2008. Like Tuscan kitchen? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, really, okay. really dark. The ugliest design that you could possibly imagine. Yeah. She had, um, you. there's a pool and she had picked this tile for the pool that made the pool look like it was filled with mud like it was this dark like ugly brown tile it is the ugliest ugliest house and he like went in and like you know kind of gutted it yeah and, and cleaned it up and whatever um but like yeah i think celebrity like most celebrities are probably not very good at design no, and i love that <laughs> i don't i like for some reason in my mind they are but finding out they're not i'm like stars they're just like us what else are you watching succession came back Dun, 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 Talk to me about Succession. How excited are you? I mean, look, was it my favorite episode ever? No. Am I glad they're back? Yes. Did I think the bag monologue was pretty funny? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Am I getting a little tired of the story of yeah. like, are the kids going to take over the empire? Yes. I don't know if I care that much anymore. There's, n- there's no one in the show I'm rooting for at all. No. No one. No. I. No. Greg's girlfriend, maybe. <laughs> I hate all of the kids. Yeah, they're, they're the worst. All the worst. They're the worst. Um, I do like Connor. I mean, he's just a doofus. Yeah. And I think Shiv is kind of dumb. I th- I think that actress is really really good because I think she is 
she holds herself up as if she believes that she's really intelligent yeah. and she can fool people. But I think the character is actually not very smart. When they were talking about the new company they want to invest in, The Hundred, mm -hmm. it was a little too real for me because I've worked for like a bunch of companies who are like, we're the New Yorker for blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, you're not the New Yorker for anything. <laughs> The New Yorker is the New Yorker. The, every single one of them, every like new publishing platforms, like we're the New Yorker mixed with The Economist, mixed with AI, chat GPT. And you're like, no, you're not. <laughs> and it was like too much. Yeah. It felt too real to me. Yeah. Final season. I, it's time to end. I agree. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it, I think. Good. So what have you been watching? Okay. There is a movie on Hulu called The Boston Strangler. It is a true story um, based on these two women journalists played by Kira Knightley doing an American accent, okay, which is wild, and Carrie Coon of The Gilded Age. Carrie Coon. Uh, she's the railroad tycoon's wife. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is she British? I, that is an interesting question. I feel like the answer is yes, but I don't know Seems for like sure. It. Okay. But she's also American in this particular film is her accent better because everybody the way they talk in gilded age is wild it's better than the gilded age <laughs> i miss the gilded age so much is it when's it coming back? i don't know not <laughs> soon enough did you hear the other two it comes back in may <gasps> may 4th Finally. i know oh I i'm know. so excited for that me too um it is a great movie um 20 minutes too long okay but worth it okay um little it's uh are there's some graphic images in it mm. and it's a depressing story you know mm -hmm. um a bunch of women in boston died at the hands of a boston strangler but it's interesting um have you watched kunk on earth no okay never heard of it kunk on earth is a show about a british woman she's doing david attenborough um oh yes what, what oh I, I just didn't recognize the name skylar is obsessed it, with this woman it's so funny she is so funny it is so funny so it's a show like how it's like if planet earth met rick steves where she's like going to all these places and explaining like the history, history of earth but she is deeply uncurious about the history of earth and she's very funny so funny and deadpan humor deadpan humor so dry and she's talking with these scholars and historians who don't know that she's a comedian and so she's asking them the most absurd questions and watching them try and be nice to her and answer them is very funny there's an episode about world religion and she asked the scholar what which is better the bible or the quran and i just like <laughs> I lost my mind like it's she so so funny, funny. I, had you ever seen her before no have you no i wasn't familiar with her but um so we discovered her because the tiktok algorithm found us and like it just shows us clips of her and skylar and i watch tiktok tonight every night together and so, like, every time one of her videos comes up, Skyler's like, yes! <laughs> and But he's like, he, we have not actually watched the show. Oh, my gosh. And he's like, I kind of like it in small bites. Like, I, I mean, just want the TikTok I will videos. say you can't binge it. You can only do, like, an episode at a time. So her name, her name in the show is Philomena Kunk. That's not her name. Her name is Diane Morgan. Okay. Um, she's just this comedian. Okay. And it was, like, a huge hit on the BBC. So now it's on Netflix. 
and it uh, like it's almost impossible to explain how funny it is. Yeah. You just have because I <laughs> I honestly I saw like Netflix fed me the trailer. I was like, ugh, not another one of these because I really thought it was like David yeah. Attenborough. Like, yeah. but it's just so funny. It's it's got Monty Python vibes about it because it's like that British dry pan British humor, um, exploring like a historical event, but through absurdism yes and it's it, 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 but it, imagine if monty python was made by a woman instead of a man so it's a little smarter it's a, well and it's it's less it, it's not crass and it's yeah. not like slapsticky yeah um but it's that kind of humor yeah and it go it just goes down it's so enjoyable it's so fun yeah we're also watching poker face um we got peacock this guy's been watching that okay does he like it yeah he's he's into it it's really fun yeah um we finished Gilmore Girls and went through a spiral of depression, you know, <laughs> because like when you finish a big show, it's like, well, yeah. now what now do we what? do? Throw our TV away? Like, what's, <laughs> what are we living for now? Yeah. Um, and so we were just kind of cruising around and we were kind of like, fine, we'll try Poker Faces with Natasha Leon mm-hmm. um, from Russian Doll. And Orange is the New Black. And Orange is the, I, for, I forgot she was in that. Um, and it's much different than I was expecting mm-hmm. because it starts out in Vegas with like this. Thing that she discovers and you think these are going to be the characters of the whole show and then it turns out it's episodic yeah she's like running away from these people who want to catch her and she keeps stopping in all these different towns and there's a murder in every town that she has to solve which doesn't sound funny but it is funny yeah because she's funny and all of the characters around her are funny it's very likable it's very likable it's very well written goes down really easy mm. isn't too dark i'm really enjoying it cool. um and then the bachelor finally ended so Irene and I did a bonus episode about it. It was a catastrophe. Why? This man is such an idiot. And he did these women so dirty. Go listen to the bonus episode to find out. But I'm like, I don't know how this show can keep going. Like, really? I don't know how in 2023 we can keep doing The Bachelor. Like, it's such a bad look. It's <laughs> always been a bad look. But now it's like getting worse. an embarrassingly bad look. Uh. They did fire the showrunner, or he stepped aside. So they, I think they're gonna try and mix it up, but we'll see. Wild. I know. So that's what I've been watching. That's what you've been watching. Yeah, and we're just watching for spring to arrive. We are deeply depressed. Hopefully, when you hear from us again, the sun will be shining, and we'll have a new movie to talk about. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. <laughs>